Hey everyone, welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm your host, Allison Schaefer. It has been a minute. I love when people say that because it's like, hey, it's not a minute. It has been weeks. Um, I have put a pause on everything in my life, except breathing, so to speak. Um, I'm not going to go into that, but I'm back at it. And I'm going to do back-to-back episodes. Today, I'm going to talk about Leslie's story. Tomorrow, I'm actually with, you know what, regardless of what you think, and if you don't want to listen, you don't have to. I'm actually going to offer some advice and preventative measures that you could take um, for cancer. But in reality, people... We don't know what causes cancer. We don't know 100%. And I'll go further into that tomorrow. We don't know 100% what causes cancer. So let's go ahead and dive into Leslie Garland Miller's story. So Leslie actually in 2007 was having problems breathing and wheezing. And it it was horrible and it was horrible for her. She kept going back and forth to the doctors. They kept prescribing um, asthma medication, an inhaler, um, Advair, was it albuterol? I'm trying to think all the stuff that she was, um, prescribed. Finally, by 2009, she said enough is enough and, uh, she pushed. And I strongly suggest this, you guys, if you feel something's not jiving in your body, get in there and figure it out. Um, and you have to be an advocate yourself, especially these days. Holy crap. So anywho, she goes in and they do an x-ray first. They think it's something in the heart. And then they find out after, um, some other further testing, which I'm not going to go into because it's a long drawn out story. They find out that she has a tumor on her lower left lobe of her lung. So they go in to remove that tumor in 2009. The tumor, as she would say, is about a softball size. Um, So they remove the lower left lobe of her lung and the tumor. And at first um, diagnosis or prognosis, they're thinking, oh, this is like a carcinoid cancer and it's a slower growing cancer. But after further testing and checking things out, they figured it was a small cell lung cancer, which actually grows a little bit faster. Leslie does not want to do chemo. Um, She vehemently had stated, and I won't tell you the language she used, but she just said, I'm not doing cancer. I'm sorry, I'm not doing chemo. She said that, I'm not doing cancer either. So anyways, she decided she's not doing chemo and she shifts during her entire lifestyle. Now, Leslie was 265 pounds. She was um, severely overweight and she knew it and had some struggles with stress and She went on this health journey in 2009 after this whole procedure, and she lost weight. And she did this for about three years where it's like no sugar, no drinking alcohol, um, very healthy, healthy eating. And then about 2012, she started going back to you know, her regular eating, thinking, you know what, the cancer's at bay. Um, She was doing testing and and it hadn't moved. Um, I'm sorry, it hadn't grown like they thought that it was going to, uh, apparently. Um, I I might get parts of that earlier um, diagnosis um, a little bit inaccurate. Um, In about 2013, 
she, uh, I remember her in January 2013 saying, yeah, I have a hitch in my giddy up. Um, her hip really hurt. And so she went in and they did a scan and stuff and it had, the cancer actually had metastasized to her bones and her liver. So they had to do, you know, they did a full body scan and, uh, I I feel that when a person has cancer and you say something's like, hey, this feels off, they're going to do a full scan to try to see, you know, if it's um, metastasized. Metastasized means it's moved from one area of the body to another, and it could be in the lymph nodes too, and that's a pretty tough one to handle. So here we are in 2013, and, um, and Leslie's said, okay, <clears throat> you know, what do I do to battle it? And at that time, because um, my sister and I, other sister and I were at that appointment and she um, decided, you know what, she's going to fight it. And they actually were kind of leaning towards palliative care. So Leslie's like, um, no, you know, palliative care means like end of life, getting ready for that. So, um, well, she made it till 2017. So that's pretty good. So anyways, this is where Leslie really hardcore hit it with living healthier. And I'm going to tell you some of the things that she did. She ended up um, saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to try to get rid of this cancer on my own. She did some, um, she did do radiation because her hip hurt really, really bad. And the cancer was in her bones there. So she did the radiation. I think it was 10 rounds. And it alleviated the pain, but um, <clears throat> the side effects, there's always going to be side effects with chemo and radiation. So prepping yourself for that, either if you're going through it or um, you're a loved one seeing it. And I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. Um, so she, she does the radiation, but then she's pumping her immune system because really cancer is like it's attacking your immune system as well. So um, she she started losing weight in a healthy way again. And um, this is going to sound really odd. I'm going to jump ahead. But in 2016, summer of 2016, beginning, you know, not beginning, probably in the middle, I think she was living a very healthy life. She looked great happy, etc. And I'll go into that when we get there. But her living healthy um, helped lose the weight and she was vibrant and she lived her life on her terms. So she did vitamin C injections, which vitamin C breaks down to hydrogen peroxide and hydrogen peroxide kills like the cancer cells in you. She did mistletoe injections. She did a shaman sweat hut. Um, she did tinctures that were packed with nutrient-dense benefits. So she had a naturopathic doctor, and she actually had two of them. And um, our family, you know, all of us kind of went along with her to all these appointments and stuff. I'll get into that later. But um, she did juicing. Juicing is extremely beneficial. And what if people aren't familiar with juicing, basically um, you have a juicer and it squeezes out. Um, it gets rid of the pulp, the peel, etc. And it squeezes all the nutrients into a glass. It sounds really weird. But um, 
she put like ginger in there and carrots and all the greens and it was really 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 good long process but very very good for you uh detox tea i think she did that all the time dandelion tea and crystals and reiki acupuncture meditation mindfulness um connecting with nature so like when i would go fishing up here um in the north woods she would ride along and she would actually journal and i'm going to share a, um something that she journaled at one point up here which was we put it on her um funeral not brochure but program so um she enjoyed being in nature and that helped her um she did do which was kind of this is a real weird thing she had one trial with something that's called Therospheres, um, and it's not a guaranteed. So that's why she was having a hard time with it. What they would do is like inject these little tiny, I would call them ball bearings, but they're not hard like ball bearings, radiation-filled ball bearings into her liver. Well, that's what they wanted to do. So then they would psh, burst and um, dis dissipate the cancer. But um, she did a trial run of it, and she had a very very negative reaction, and that was May of 2016. So she decided, nope, I'm going to keep going with my healthy living. So she did the best she could. I, I'm not going to draw this all out, but um, she researched, and I'm going to strongly say, you have got to educate yourself and research the type of cancer that you have. Not every cancer deserves chemo. That sounds really weird. Not every cancer needs chemotherapy. And we know also, which is sad, chemo and radiation can speed up the cancer. Again, I'm going to do back-to-back -back episodes. I'm going to do another episode tomorrow, and I'll talk about that. Um, educate, 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 research. So hers was carcinoid. She learned about carcinoid in the endocrine system. Um, and then small cell lung cancer, um, a little bit quicker growing. So you have to read up on it. I know um, one of my friends, um, Melody, she actually has battled cancer three times. She has learned so much from each journey with her cancer. And she is a flipping warrior and shares about her journey. And she knows that there's a reason she's still here. Because she had breast cancer, colon cancer, ovarian cancer. And it's like, holy crap. Um, so she read up, researched, knows about the unhealthy things that are in our foods that's the route Leslie went. She said, nope, I'm doing the, like, she was, she believed in ground to table. So you get your food from the ground instead of, and whole food, she would go organic 100%. What you put in your body has so many different effects on your body and can actually take you down the cancer highway, potentially. Not all the time, but potentially. So let me um, let me bring you to the end of her life. So it was 2016, um, summer of 2016, 
she was doing pretty well and we were up here for a week, like I said, and um, she was able to just relax and enjoy. And um, she has a husband and two kids and they they were pretty good supporters, I'd say, because um, it's a hard thing to watch. And by August of 2016, she was over at my house saying something was going on. And she felt pain in her liver. And again, she had many, many scans in here to keep track of if it was growing. And it had been growing and she stopped the scans like a year before um, 2016, I think it was. Don't quote me. Not that you would. Whatever. Um, so anyways, August 2016, um, she was in tears because she knew something was going on. By October 2016, um, she said she wasn't going to make it. <clears throat> and um, so I, I crawled in bed with her and, you know, cried it out. And it's like, okay, so what do you need? And um Here's where it's like you you have to honor, honor that person's wishes. So um, she wanted a celebration of life. She wanted to be cremated. Um, she told her family. She started telling our family. Um, so by December 2016, she was wheelchair, January, um, bedridden. And then let's see. She passed on a Wednesday, it would be Thursday morning, but that Sunday before she passed, she was done. And she had said, and I know she told her sister-in-law and her husband and I, and said, if I ever got to the point where I cannot go to the bathroom on my own, I can't shower on my own, I want palliative sedation. Well, we had the doctor over on that Sunday to her house, and... She, um, doctor wouldn't give it to her. So they started her on morphine. That's a whole nother story because I wasn't really good with that. Um, I can kind of lose it on the person and say, hey, we need to honor their wishes. So anyways, she, um, started with morphine and called everybody. They came over and we hung out with her when she was a little bit more, more coherent while she's laying in bed and stuff and, she started hallucinating, and then by Wednesday, um, brought her into hospice, and she passed the Thursday morning, like at 2.55 in the morning, um, with her husband and I by her side, and she's she's at peace now. She's whole. She was able to say bye to everybody, and um, there's just so much more to her journey, and at some point, I'd like to write about it because... They, we, you have to keep in mind, jumping into their, their journey and their head and what are they going through and trying to honor all of that. I said I wasn't going to cry. So anyways, um, so she passed and so many people have learned from her journey and her holistic journey and naturopath and how you could actually combine traditional meds with um, alternative meds and your journey will be a little less stressful. Um, so 
I also was able to share her story within my classroom when I was teaching health and talking about educating. And I also went into coping skills, which I'll do that tomorrow, and prevention, um, like I said at the beginning. But um, coping skills for you as a loved one watching them and then helping your loved one as they go through it with their coping skills. So let me let me read this real quick before I sign off because this got a little bit longer than anticipated. This is what Leslie wrote, um, which is kind of cool. Um, first of all, I want I, I want to quote um, Hippocrates. <laughs> I hope I said that right. Um, anyways, she always believed in this that let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. That is one thing after her journey with um, her cancer. That's how we should always look at it. Uh, I know personally that I look at food as um, comfort right now, and I need to move away from that at some point. But let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food. So this, what I'm going to share right now, like I said, it is a, a poem that um, she had written, and it was on her her funeral program and we had bookmarks with it it's actually in my truck the bookmark with this and I look at it all the time and she's always with me so I chat with her like she's here all the time so listen up to this beautiful poem awakening joy isn't about fulfilling goals or changing particular circumstances it's about training the mind and heart to live in a way that allows us to be truly happy with our life as it is right now. As it is right now. That's a tricky one because people like to live in the future or the past. Take that time for yourself right now. Live in the moment. Capture the goodness of what's out there right now. All right, you guys, thank you so much for hopping on since it's been a minute. And I hope you guys are doing awesome. Take care of yourselves. You got one life, one time. Always keep on learning. I tell you what, learning is truly the essence of life. And we will catch you on the flip side. Peace out.